The most common injury for runners? Yes, hamstrings, apparently. <laughs> That's while running, your hamstrings are responsible for slowing the forward motion of your hip as you bring your leg forward and pushing your hip back after you hit the ground. Welcome to Hypno Running, the show where we do more than just talk about running. We help you find solutions to develop your full potential, making you a better, faster, and smarter runner. And here is your host, Heiko. Welcome to today's podcast. Wonderful choice you made. My name is Heiko, H-E-I-K-O. Hey, and this is already season four of a show where it's all about your running attitude. Actually, this is helping you develop a much healthier mindset, helping you overcome those difficult moments that inevitably as runners we do have, especially if you're challenging, if you're challenging yourself. If you're not, if you're fine, if you're like, hey, this is great. Maybe you should challenge yourself. Did you see New York Marathon, the results of those celebrities? I mean, whoa, sub three hours time for some of those celebrities. I'm like, how do they do it? They are challenging themselves and they are working on your weaknesses. Right. The most common injury for runners, I said in the beginning in the intro, hamstrings. But it's also the calves. You know, to any runner that has ever walked this planet, the calf is one of the most important muscle groups in running as the gastrocnemius and soleus propel you forward. Then, of course, ankle mobility, especially the ability to flex your foot whilst bearing weight on it. It is so crucial in walking, in hiking, in running, and all you need is a sprain, a simple ankle sprain, and da -da -da -da, you're not running. <laughs> but actually, that's not only the type of weakness I want to talk about today. Those injuries, and, and that happens if, if you run a couple of years, that's a, just a negative runner's perk, so to speak. There are more obvious points that we can address and work on continuously, actually, every day. I think there are so many podcasts out there which are going to give health recommendations and with physiotherapists and doctors and what have you. And, and they give fantastic advice. But, you know, sometimes doing the simple things, first thinking of the simple things where you can actually already start going in a solution mode. Isn't that more important? Isn't that more important than looking at the complicated things and when are you going to go to the doctor and then you need x-rays or you need an MRT and it's going to take time and it's going to cost money. It's going to be complicated. Hey, hang on, hang on. How about listening to this podcast, and picking out one single point where you say, huh, yeah, actually, yeah, I could be doing that. Let's start with the easiest one that you can do right now, a weak point, sleep. Now, there's, according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, one in three adults in the U.S. is not getting enough rest or sleep every day. And I'm sure they all have a smartwatch and a smartphone which is telling them exactly that. So that means nearly 40% of adults, they report falling asleep during the day, just like a, a quick nap, you know, without meaning to. And it happens at least once a month. Let's say three of us have a busy life and one person is not very good at resting. Huh. Quickly think, have you met someone? Do you know someone that complains about how busy they are and how little they sleep at night. Don't want to, I don't want to mention any names. Michael. Yeah. <laughs> and he's proud about it. Oh, I just sleep five hours. You're going to get sick. It's a question of time. And so often those people they enjoy talking about this and how long-term they're overworked and stressed. It becomes like a routine. It becomes like a story they, they love to tell because, I mean, 
if you're somebody who sleeps well and somebody's telling you you doesn't sleep well, you're like, how does that work? Tell me, tell me how you don't sleep. I mean, if you're tired, how, how does that work? So quite simply, ignoring the physical, mental, and emotional harm in the long term, and that is all this, it's important to reframe how you view rest, that you know how to get quality, relaxed time and sleep. Forget hamstring, forget calves. You've most probably bought some other equipment for that, which you maybe you don't even use. Well, yeah, let's focus on your sleep. Start to, to view rest and sleep as a preventative medicine. You know, there's this wonderful story in the Bible, you know, where, where he's extremely, extremely tired. And actually, the angel comes and, and, and tells him to go to sleep. And he wakes up and then he, the angel has prepared food and he sleeps again, you know, that... You need rest before you feel like you need to. If you wait until you're exhausted, it's going to be difficult to catch up. And one rest day per week might be enough when you're in your 30s, you know, depending on your list of injuries or lack thereof. And in your 40s, you might reconsider you running every day of the week. So the best advice I once received was just to plan a rest day. It was a time in my life where I traveled a lot, I flew a lot internationally, and the plan was stick to one rest day where you can actually completely recharge and you can schedule one rest day from training every day of the week you know try to make the day as lazy as you can to rest your body and your mind which of course also means no mindless scrolling no deep search on youtube no really resting body and mind and every runner's rest day may be a bit different but if, if you're serious about it you're going to feel rejuvenated and you're going to be much more energetic the next day so improving your sleep quality, if you, if you recognize that you need to improve the quality and quantity of the sleep, you know, use that, that tracker that you have on your phone or on your watch, and this is going to give you some data, and it's going to show you some patterns, and, and there's so many devices out there. And of course, you can always look at your heart rate in the morning. The first thing that when you wake up is looking at your heart rate, just taking your pulse, and that'll give you a good sign of, of how deep sleep you had actually and be consistent with it make sure your bedroom is quiet dark relaxing you know all these things comfortable temperature get rid of all the electronic devices hello don't go to sleep with a laptop on or with a tv on or something and and avoid those caffeine and alcohol before bedtimes these are low-hanging fruits they're going to give you results immediately right after listening to this podcast you can already be a better you by simply adhering to this Sleep, okay? Sleep. You don't like sleep? Oh, well, gee, you don't know about my life, Heiko. You know, sleep is something complicated. I hear what you said about that angel and all that. But, okay, we've got another option for you. Strength. Nobody apparently has a perfectly balanced body. And it's because of sitting. You know, most of us, we tend to sit a lot during the day. And even if you're a regular and well-trained runner, a large amount of sitting isn't good for you. The posture and the muscle strength tend to suffer the more you sit. That's why. Signs that maybe perhaps it's time you need to work on your strength and when you realize you're dealing with injuries. Or if you train well for your half or a full marathon, then suddenly, despite being in good shape, you're suddenly fading towards the end of a workout or a race. Or you're dealing with chronic discomfort like back pain. That's why. Building strength, training into your routine. That's the second thing right after sleep you can do. You know, when it comes to improving your strength, don't please don't come with, I don't have time. 
rather look at it as an investment, a bit of time every day to improve. You don't need a 45-minute strength session where you need to go to the gym and say you need half an hour to go there to do 40 minutes of exercise. Half an hour. You can do it right next to your desk. There are so many exercises you can do on a yoga mat. You can incorporate the strength weight out in a small burst throughout your day between one meeting and the next. You can include a quick workout every hour. Do Just do some push-ups, do some planks, some squats. Do a handstand if you still can. Or you can pair some core work whilst you're watching something on Netflix or your audio book in between. Okay, so we had sleep, we had strength. Okay, listen, Haiku, I don't sleep well and strength is also not for me. Okay, I've got a third one for you today. Nutrition. That's an area where there's so much potential. You know, maybe even disciplined in other areas of your life. And now it comes down to nutrition. What are you actually eating? Too many runners, they constantly actually underfuel, And they're not adhering to the amount of macros to maintain. You need macros to maintain and build that muscle and to keep the bones healthy. And many runners out there are extremely proud to say, I can eat whatever I want <laughs> because I run a lot. But then they're frustrated that they're not making improvements in their speed or, even worse, maintaining their BMI. And it's a tough balance because food is meant to be enjoyable. You know, we focus on taste rather than on nutrition. We think spinach is yuck and sweet and salty is delicious. Well, that's until you've invested in a cookbook and you learn or teach yourself some meals that are nutritious and easy to cook. And then, this is the most important thing actually, you need to do a detox especially if you have a lot of takeaway. That detox, it'll help you get rid of that desire. You have to eat something sweet or something salty. I know when I'm abroad, when I'm in the U.S. and I'm, and I'm traveling somewhere and I, and I grab something at a convenience store, wow, how delicious, it's so tasty. And then I have a salad later on, which is pretty boring. You know, it's so quickly to get addictive to the sweet or the salty taste. So train your brain to enjoy healthy meals. Because a lot of things, you know, social interactions and all that, it's all based around eating and drinking. So you get caught up in those moments. And when you add up celebrating birthday or holiday or just generally eating out, many runners struggle with keeping their weight and then keeping the routine of eating healthy. But nutrition is the one area where there's so much help out there. You know, if you realize you're losing energy, you're not maintaining your routine, and, and you're hungry after meals, get a professional involved. It's so easy to find someone. Go on Fiverr or go find a, a nutritionist somewhere where you live and get advice once and stick to it. And that's the perfect time to do this, is to hone in on that and focus on your fueling is the, is the off-season, and you need that detox in there. Next one. Your mindset. Do you have some areas in life where you perhaps lack confidence? You're often the, the hardest on yourself. And you may struggle with some issue that I've discussed in this whole podcast series. You know, go back to season one, season two, season three. Um, maybe a fixed mindset or a negative thought loops. We have that in season four as well. That, that you've already accepted as true. You know, I'm just a slow runner. <laughs> you know, and some of those mindsets, they may have been part of your life for years. And they can be tough to change. And it takes some intentionality to challenge negative thoughts and substitute those with more helpful ones in their place. If you don't know where to go, check out my website. You're going to find some online courses to do there. There's even some free material on that. <laughs> Gratitude. 
That's also going to improve your mindset straight away. Focusing on gratitude is, a, is one of the key ways to change your mindset. It's a lot easier for negative thoughts to intrude. But not if you're listening for things that are grateful for. You know, when was the last time thankful for your training run, even though it was a crummy one, for your early morning run, even if you were under pressure, for competing in a race that you didn't even hit your goal time, but you made it. And that gratitude is a powerful tool. And doing it, that's going to help towards your next personal goal for your next run. Written and verbal affirmations, that is what you need to do with that. Otherwise, you're going to forget them and you're going to find new things which are going to distract you. So these verbal affirmations written down, that should be your personal situation and goals. Don't just copy something. You know, you're, if you're a marathoner, if you've done one marathon, you're a marathoner. And you're going to build something around that. Draw a mind map. Just take a napkin right in the middle. I'm a marathoner. And then find six, seven points around that. It's, it's, it's not a magical weapon. I know, gee, this is, I'm not enjoying this pot at all. Let me write something negative here. No, don't. If it's not for you, go listen to another podcast. But if you can understand the benefit of when you're in the doldrums, when you're having an issue, it might just be that before you decide to pull off that bib and to call it quits and to have that DNF, that written down affirmation is going to pop to mind and it's going to keep you from overcoming this moment where you want to step out of the race and you're going to find some confidence again and you're going to start fighting, you're going to dig deep and somebody's going to come and say, come on, buddy, come on, buddy, pat, pat. Patting you on the shoulder and say, come on, it's just another 10Ks or what have you. And next thing, you're running again. Because when you keep promises to yourself, when you've written it down, I'm a marathon and five, six, seven points around that, that's going to build a stronger positive identity and other aspects of, of mental strength is, is to decide to enjoy exactly situations like that. You know, too often you just focus on the destination and the medal. Yay, let me load this up to Instagram. I've got a medal. <laughs> We've all gotten a medal. But it's about really the process. So identify. If, if, you, if you're looking to, to running to find that constant improvement, I've been there, you know, I always wanted to improve, and then sooner or later you're going to be let down. You most probably won't hit a personal best every single time you think you're going to be. And there's always somebody doing faster or crazier things than you are running further. So don't define everything you do based on best, fastest, furthest, because that type of performance is going to let you down. So if you struggle mentally during your last training cycle or race, the off-season is the time to focus on other areas, develop and improving your attitude. As I said, check out my website, heikostribble.com, H-E-I-K-O-S-T-R-I-B-L.com. If you deal with negative thoughts, negative feelings, uh, that resist your, your effort to change, if you're already feeling an aversion now, maybe it's time to... To get a sports counselor, you know, something that you need a coach for to help you with that because it's going to help you remain consistent over time. Consistency, you know, this is true in, in, in anything you want to do to be successful at. And if you're not a regular runner, then consistency with your training is probably something that you struggle with. That doesn't mean you need to push yourself the whole year round, but it does mean that you develop strategies and habits to not only stay healthy and in shape by looking at your sleep, by looking at your strength, at your mental attitude. Oh, gee, it makes sense now, doesn't it? <laughs> and you can run again, and, and now you jump into training with a completely different mindset. So you're not running from injury to injury, but you're building up and you are improving. 
And if, if you're struggling still to keep a, a, a motivation and you're prone to this yo-yo thing, uh, really you need an accountability coach. Easiest solution. Don't, don't make it your story, how you're going to explain everything and, oh, gee, I just struggle. No, then the next thing you do is you find a park run. Oh, that's just a 5K on a Saturday. Yes, but it's going to help you build a routine. Saturdays you're going to be running a 5K. No excuses. And if you can do it on a Saturday, you know what? You can do it on a Tuesday. You can do it on a Thursday as as well. And, and then you're going to be identifying yourself as a dedicated runner. You'll be taking actions that will keep you not only in shape but healthy as well. And sometimes it happens that you might struggle with, with a lack of consistencies due to injury that is so serious. Your running season is over. And then you finally come back and maybe you went through a period of injury and you've got to start from scratch. So in these instances, consistency means something else than what I just said. Here in this case, injury, it means that consistency will require that you start back slowly and gradually. So in your mind, you may be someone who, who runs a certain pace, can comfortably go a certain distance, or has a particular race finish time. But if your body is not in the same place where it used to be, then you have to honestly address what your weaknesses are and then make a plan that starts where you are. It can be frustrating to feel like you've lost it. You know, you've lost all that ground, all those kilometers, all that muscle, all that. But being kind to yourself physically, mentally, and emotionally is the best path to getting back to where you want to be. So take action. Even the most amazing runner has things they need to work on to be at the top of their game. Here are three steps that are going to help you take action. Know and acknowledge your weak areas, and you're just doing that by listening to this podcast. Something has popped up, I'm sure, pretending and denying you know, that doesn't do you any favors, <laughs> but acknowledging this is a weak area that I have, you know, stretching <laughs> and then started looking how to fix it. And actually, it's OK to and, and very positive to ask for help. You know, we, we can't know everything or, or we can't fix everything by listening to a podcast. But maybe, you know, you try to change and address your weak areas, but you haven't made the progress you wanted. Try again. Whether you're struggling with an injury, your mental strength, or, or, or finding out ways how to improve yourself, push yourself, or your eating habits, it's not a weakness to get an accountability coach and to find advice. Develop a plan. Identify them. Write it down. You know, at, at one stage, I recognized that my glutes were weak, and that was why my hamstrings were, were taking over, and, and I had increased strain. And then I started doing regular glute strengthening exercises, and it made sense doing it. And now I'm serious about doing lower body strength work, and my hamstrings are happier, I'm happier. <laughs> so if you recognize that you don't know what to do, advice is out there. There is so much out there that you can do that is available for free. And don't be shy to, to ask for help. That's the most important thing I, I'd want to give you. And if these ideas about your sleep, about your strength, about your mental mindset, you don't want to do any three of those, how about just starting right now, do a three-point plank. Just do that for 10 minutes. Then do a knee tuck for 10 minutes. Then do a superman, that's where you lie face down, arms extended in front of you and all that. Do that for 10 minutes. And there you go. What have you done? You've done a set of exercises. You've stabled your core. At least focus on your core if nothing else is out there. Ha! Ah. You not only owe it to yourself. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You're not your own. 
you were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Wow, what a wonderful and what a powerful verse to get you to adhere to improving yourself and getting your body and respecting your body for the performance it gives you. Thanks for joining me on today's podcast. My name is Heiko. God bless you. And remember, take it easy.